0: Hello everybody, and welcome to What was the Smart Party Do? Now we're in After Hours at Kraken, the gaming retreat. I'm here with Rick Mites, the CEO of Chaosium Publishing. How are you doing, Rick? Lovely, Gary. Great to be here with you. Do you know what? It's great to be here with you too. In the wee small hours of the morning. <sighs> the, indeed. What better time to chat about what we care about the most? Games. Oh, I thought you were going to say me. Okay, games, yes, games, of well, course. Well, you're, you're, you're a close second, grade. I'll be honest. I'll you're take a it, second. I'll take it. So how are things at Chaosum these days? Up and up and up. It's, uh, it's all good? Yes. No tears of regret at taking over this monstrous sugar for the company and wrestling into submission?
1: You know, after two and a half years, we've accomplished a lot and we're looking forward to the
0: future because it's all good. So is the future always going to be Cthulhu? Should we always vote? For the lesser evil or the greater evil? Well, I'd always go with the greater evil, because that's just more fun.
1: But the thing is, next year we have RuneQuest, the relaunch for RuneQuest Gorantha coming out, and it's going to be awesome.
0: Now, you and I both understand that RuneQuest, and games like it, such as HeroQuest, are amazing beasts of games. But for our new listeners, we've only got two, Mrs. Trellis in South Wales, and the other one, yes. um, who shall not be named. Why would they want to get into RuneQuest? Why not play, I don't know, D&D, Dugs in the Vineyards, any other game at all you can mention? What's good? What's so great about RuneQuest? You know, you could go all the way back to 1978 for what makes RuneQuest awesome. I'm not sure I was even born then. I think you may well, have been. I, I was. I was 12, but that's
1: okay. I started playing a year later in the 79. But anyway, I mean, RuneQuest has no classes, no experience points. No restrictions on who can use magic. It lives in a world where anything is possible, and so how can you go wrong with that?
0: So, would you say the only limit is your imagination? Absolutely. You it something better than I could by your you by your imagination. I don't just mean your imagination. I mean you as a whoever made it. absolutely. You know. So, one of the the classic points of RuneQuest, or or real contentious issues, is ducks. Now, how can you go wrong with ducks? You know it. it Every game should have a light-hearted side. Right, I okay. It has a serious yeah.
1: side, and RuneQuest has lots of serious sides. It has deep magic, it has deep philosophy, deep religion, deep history, but you also have to have a lighter side to every game. And I think ducks bring that to it. It's all dark and shades. No, I wouldn't say that. But the thing is, if you want to have ducks in your game, have all the ducks you
0: want. If you don't, they live in one-tenth of one percent of the whole world. okay. Okay, so it's a, it's a small margin, but what you're saying is don't limit your ducks. You can come as many as you like. Sure, why not? That's amazing. So, so what else is great about RuneQuest? Because uh, really when we say RuneQuest, we sort of mean Glorantha as well. Sure. And there's it, This is RuneQuest, Glorantha, no doubt about it. We're bringing right. it back together.
1: You know, We're bringing RuneQuest back to uh, Chaosium. We're bringing it back to Glorantha. And so, you know, the myths are real. The gods are real. They walk among
0: us. You can play anything, be anything, and avoid anything you want but death. Okay, so death is actually like a rune, yes. rune as well. Mm-hmm. And, it's, uh, and runes have meaning. Yes, they do. So do you think it's a core part that you have to, if you play a rune quest, that you have to bring that sort of stuff into it? Or is well, it just um, I, think, I think you want to bring it into
1: it. You don't know, have to. You know, you have a lot of flexibility, a lot of options. But the thing is, you want to have your character have a purpose and a meaning. And it gives you a foundation to build your character around these things. And so runes, it's like if you embody the truth rune it means something to your character. If you want to have darkness mean something to your character, that's good too. And, you know, so passions and traits, which were in Pendragon, Greg wanted to put those into RuneQuest, but the thing is, it didn't work out because of Avalon Hill. We're
0: putting it in now. A mere 35 years later, but still. It matured like a fine wine. Mm-hmm. The, the, the fact that RuneQuest doesn't use the Pendragon system has been a, a source of somewhat irritation to me, because I think it would have worked really well.
1: Well, Greg wrote all those Pendragon rules for RuneQuest, but he couldn't put it in it because of Avalon Hill and what they wanted for the game, and so he created Pendragon instead. And that's awesome too. Nobody has any problems with Pendragon. We played it together. We both enjoyed it. We had a dance off actually. Yeah, we we did. and I I loved it. But the thing is,
0: Greg won those rules in RuneQuest, and now they are in RuneQuest. That sounds really good. So, one of the things I really liked about the rune sort of system is that um, we had a, a guy who'd never played before, and I was using a different system, but um, he had a humacti, mm-hmm. which is truth and death. Yes. So, it came to a point where we're, uh, we had some uh, some guys that we were sort of speaking to, or some slavers, mm-hmm. uh, and he was wondering what to do with his character, and, you know, he could tell the guy was lying through his teeth, and he just looked at his character sheet, and, well, well, I like truth and he's lying to me, and the only other option I've got is death. Mm-hmm. So fair end of the lesson and the guy died and that was you know, the, sure. like normally he wouldn't just slaughter someone in cold blood yeah, but sure. he just looks at this character sheet and like, well this is what I'm all sure. about and he embodied that and yeah, that I mean, seemed to work yeah
1: that, that's passions and traits in a nutshell I couldn't have said it better myself
0: do you know what? I'm saying a lot of what you would say but better it sounds great that's fine <laughs> I mean if you want to sell the game for us I like it all the better I think it should be on commission or something I don't know we'll work something out sure people don't need to listen to shaking device. hands you can't hear it but you can see it <laughs> I can feel the warmth, listeners, mm-hmm. both of you. So, if you were to make a, a brand new game, what would it be if you could like, sponsor something? A game beyond what Chaosium is currently working on? Which is the cream of any kind of game well, you can imagine. But the, you've got this kind of existential view, I'm sure. As a CEO of a company with the mm-hmm. might of Chaosium, you've got a view beyond what mere Immortals can see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what would be the next thing if you had limitless resources? Well, this is the tricky thing. We want to announce what our next
1: game is going to be but because we're negotiating IP right now and it's a very competitive market, we can't quite say. And when we're negotiating for new IP,
0: we just can't announce it before it's time. That's okay. I'm sure both our listeners can wait until the end. How's it, is, how is it being the CEO of a, such a mighty juggernaut as Chaosium? Is it the, you know, do the, the fans get too much? Is it the uh, the screaming adulation? of the, uh, the fangirls or the um, the constant letters of adoration from the cultists. What is it about it that like draws you to a position of power? Well, I, it, it's not
1: about power. It's about history. It's about passion. I started buying and playing Chaosium Games in 1978. I was 12 years old. I grew up with the company. And one of the great things about it is all of my partners have all grown up with the company. I mean, I started playing Call of Cthulhu in 1981. And then a couple of months later, my GM brought a big box home full of Stormbringer. We started playing that. In 1983, when Pendragon came out, it totally blew us away. And that's the thing I love about Chaosium. You can grow up with the company, and it's always a sense of wonder and magic, game after game, year after year.
0: And having been there since the early days... It's just magical. So, do you think part of it is this kind of like sense of nostalgia and the building up of years you've got, like how do you hope as a company to capture that sort of sense of mysticism if you're, if you're relatively new coming to it now, like you and I can both appreciate this depth and width of history and, and many years of playing these sort of games, but if you're a fresh-faced teenager or something like that, how can you hope to capture what it is that we've got with our advanced years? I- we don't want to rest on our laurels. We're not a nostalgic
1: company that's all about classics. Yes, we respect the past. Yes, we want to keep all those older editions in print and let the people enjoy them for what they are today. But the thing is, we have to build a company for tomorrow. And so we're partnering with younger, invigorating people who are bringing new games to us. And so, especially with our board game line, we're trying to expand Chaosm's horizons beyond what it is today. And so I think you're going to be
0: surprised in what comes out in the next two years pleasantly surprised, obviously. Yes, very much so. No doubt. So, you seem to have assembled like a crack team of experts within Chaosium. Very much so. I mean, we have Jason Dural, our RuneQuest line
1: editor. He has very deep roots in BRP and former systems Chaosium was working on, but he's also working on the RuneQuest line. Uh, we have... You know, Mike Mason, who's been around for many, many years. With I know Cthulhu, him well. But, you know, I mean, he's doing great things with Pulp Cthulhu, new campaigns. We have a new Massanella Thotep coming out. Uh, we're, we're building on solid foundations, but we don't
0: just want to just keep going over and over again with the same ground. Sure. Why, why would you? You've already done that. Mm-hmm. So what would bring a man such as yourself and the rest of the Cassius team into the wilds of Germany? Because this is far in the east, where few dare to tread. In fact, there's more. There's literally more elephants than people in the village nearby. Sometime, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you gotta wonder about that.
1: Want, you know, well, come in come the come come end, ahead. you know, we are here because chaosum is a tribe. It's a family, and we want to spend time with the people who understand us the best. You know, we, we come here because we can play test games. We can you know, get honest unsolicited feedback they tell us what's crap they tell us what's good they tell us what to fix they tell us what is you know awesome and that kind of feedback is hard to get especially when it's sincere and it's from people that are part of our family and so there are are a number of smaller conventions throughout europe it could be shimeriads it could be eternal con it kraken we love them they're part of our family and if it it's hard to distill down to just a few words, but in the end,
0: they make Chaosium all the better, and we thank them for it. Part of it seems to be that with Chaosium Games, it's the community, it's the the sense of little films like this. It's, know, it's people that are passionate about it and drive games forward and bring mm-hmm. people together. And It's yeah. not just like a game because, like, oh, I played in D, yeah, you played in D. Like, there's something a little bit more about Chaosium Games, would you say?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Greg said it over 35 years ago. We are all us. We're a community. We're a tribe. You know, in, in today's modern world, it's so hard to feel connected and to belong to something. But gamers, we feel that connection, that magic. And so it's, it's hard to express in words without sounding glib. Hmm.
0: Sorry, I was waiting for a second part of that. I was, I was enraptured. Well, I, like it's
1: know, like having I, some
0: avuncular figure next to me imparting his wisdom. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I sometimes it's hard not to sound trite when it comes
1: to our community. But I think it's a very small community. We all get that. Most of the modern world and the, and you know ninety five percent of the just don't get gamers and games, but we do, and. We relate to each other, we experience things together, and the creative magic, I I, I don't know how else we could replicate it if we didn't have these smaller conventions and moments together.
0: No, that's that's very true. So do you see a future for pen and paper games? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I I get the allure of
1: online. I, I, I enjoy games online myself. My children certainly do, but there's something about sitting around the table, and the magic of interaction, looking somebody in the eye, and experiencing their reactions, and you know, going from there. It's a very social thing that you can't
0: replicate online. No, you can't. It really is the personal touch, right? Mm-hmm. If you weren't playing calcium games, or anything else that you prefer to do? Right? Have you got some kind of. Well, are other things out there which you think, like, yeah, they're good, we can learn something from them, or i picked up a, a bit of joy out of that that perhaps I don't get from what I get at home? Well, the thing is, most, most of the people in Chaosium, yes,
1: we play Chaosium games, but we also play so many other games because, you know, it, the market's so much wider than just us. We are a one, two, whatever percent we are. But the thing is, we learn so much from the other games we play for other companies, and we enjoy them. You know, my kids play Munchkin. It's awesome. We, you know, there's so many games out there that I we learn from them, and then we say, "What could we do that would make a Chaosium game as fun or as special as that?" And then we work with designers like Pedro Saviani. That's great, yeah. Yeah, and and he brings things to us that, uh, at a, especially at a smaller convention like this, that um, it's it's hard to.
0: I mean, I prefer it didn't bring the rotted shark, to be fair. That's one of the things you could leave behind. But Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 I mean. No, I'm not going to go to Iceland to eat rotten shark. <laughs> Nothing no, no about that. Cool. Um, we've talked a little bit about other games, we've talked about your games. Um, is there something more that you could expect from the people who play your games? So quite often in the community, you hear, like, I want the company to do this. Kirsten should we be doing that. They haven't produced this for us. Is there something you think that perhaps people playing your games could do that would help everybody in the community, not just you as a company? I mean, the hobby as a whole or something like that? Well, that's a pretty deep question. Um, it's so about 4 a.m. I thought I'd ask you well, something uh, like sure, light just yeah. to kind of help light, you to out. kind of wrap things up. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, most Chaosium games, when you're sitting around a table, especially like Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. it's not your typical role-playing game where it's about succeeding. It's about getting all the more powerful it's about understanding a part of yourself, especially a fragile part of yourself, that people don't always think about. And so, you know, I like to think that Chaosium games make you think about something different than most role players would. And so, like, you could go back to when Chaosium was doing Stormbringer, Anti Hero, mm-hmm. or Ring World with Known Space. You know, they focus on something that's not typical in role playing, and they make you think about the world beyond just being bigger and better and awesome and, you know, gathering. Mm. And I and I think that's important.
0: Yeah, good. Definitely get a fresh angle and make people think about things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's all really good. Okay, well, it is very late mm-hmm. in the night, and the rest of the castle seems to be going to sleep right now. I'm well, not sure whether it's your sonorous tones or mine, or perhaps a combination of the two. In the end, it's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Gary. pleasure as always you know we've met it many times before and I look forward to it many times
0: again if we live that long i'd be happy to go. To even that. better <laughs> thank you gary thank I you very much for your tree. time and yours